This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. Let's do this thing, shall we? Another week is upon us here in the National Football League, and you've got uh, business to attend to for entertainment purposes only. I am not one of these people, but uh, you bet on sports, so I'm here to help. I'm here to give you the info, information for life. So good luck to all of you out there this weekend. Let's hit the music, and let's do week five. Week five. International Football League. We've got Major League Baseball playoffs. We've got hockey started. We've got other things happening. But you know what? Football is still king, my friends. And it all starts with Denver at the New York Jets, MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. 80 degrees, partly cloudy in the forecast. The Jets are minus one with an over-under of 42.5. Denver's 2-2. Two and two. They are 0-3-1 against the spread so far this season, though, losing to Kansas City on Monday Night Football. The Jets are 1-3. They are also 1-3 against the spread so far. They lost last week convincingly to the Jacksonville Jaguars 31-12. Denver beat the Jets 23-0 last season, but that game was in Denver. The Jets have not beaten the Broncos since 2010. They've lost three straight in this series. Denver is 1-10 in its last 11 road games. That dates back to 2016. For the Jets, Sam Darnold, 57-106, 223 yards per game, two touchdowns, four interceptions. He's 0-3 since that strong debut. But Vaughn Miller of your Denver Broncos says he's uh, pretty impressed with the young gun. I thought he should have been the number one pick, and you know, he's definitely played like a number one pick You know, this far in the season. And throw the ball, he's athletic. Um, he's just a great player. I'm looking forward to playing against those guys. Todd Davis, Marquette King are questionable. Uh, Marcus May, Tremaine Johnson are out of this game. The New York football giants at Carolina are going to be 86 and sunny at Bank of America Stadium. The Panthers are minus six with an over-under of 43.5. The Giants 1-3 and three overall and against the spread this season. Losing to New Orleans last week 33-18. But Odell Beckham Jr., What's OBJ have to say about this matchup here, knowing the Giants not really at the level they should be? It is where it is. It's not where we're going. It's where we're at right now. But um, just got to start pulling it together, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but um, <laughs> you just got to put it together, put all the pieces together. Carolina's 2-1 and one overall. They are 2-1 and one against the spread. They were off last week. These two teams last played in December of 2015. A three-point Carolina win, 38-35. The Giants have not beaten Carolina since 2012. That's a two-game losing streak. Carolina outrushing the Giants, 166 to 82 yards per game. The Giants are 25th in the NFL in offense. Carolina has won the last three games after the bye week. Evan Ingram and, and Vernon are both out for the Giants. Greg Olson. Out for Carolina. Miami's at Cincinnati. Paul Brown Stadium. Going to be a hot one. 87 and sunny in Cincinnati this weekend. The Bengals are minus 5.5 with an over-under of 48.5. Miami is 3-1 and one overall and against the spread. The Bengals, same deal. 3-1 and one and 3-1 and one against the spread. The Dolphins got smoked by New England in their last game. Whereas Cincinnati squeaked by Atlanta, 37-36. These two last played in September of 2016, a 22-7 loss by the Dolphins in Cincinnati. Miami has not won the game after its first loss. How about this stat? They have not won the game after their first loss, which was last week, since 2012. 
Cincinnati has the fourth worst total defense in the league. They're allowing 419 yards per game. But is that a a team that can take advantage of that stat in the Miami Dolphins? Uh, Devontae Parker, Andre Branch, Bolden, all questionable. Cameron Wake is doubtful. Billy Price, Giovanni Bernard, John Ross are out of this game. Carl Lawson is questionable. Pittsburgh hosting the Atlanta Falcons, 85 and sunny at Heinz Field. Steelers are minus 3.5 with an over-under of 58. Atlanta is 1-3 both overall and against the spread. Pittsburgh 1-2-1 overall, 1-3 against the line. Coming off that loss to Baltimore last week. These two haven't played since December of 2014. Pittsburgh at 6th and Atlanta at 7th. Two of the best offenses in the NFL. But Pittsburgh at 3rd and Atlanta 5th in terms of the worst defenses. Take the over in this game. Atlanta. Matt Ryan, 29 of 39, 419 yards. Three touchdowns last week against Cincinnati. And they lost. Uh, the Steelers only at 284 yards total, just 19 on the ground against that great Ravens defense a week ago. Grady Jarrett, Justin Bethel, Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Tevin Coleman, Vic Beasley. The injuries are piling up for Atlanta. Uh, Morgan Burnett, Vince Williams questionable for the Steelers. Kansas City's at Jacksonville, 73. There's rain in the forecast in this game. Uh, the Chiefs minus three on the road with an over-under of 49. Jacksonville is 3-1. and one both overall and against the number this year. Kansas City is 4-0 and oh, overall and against the spread this year. They've been a great play so far with the Chiefs entering Week 5 undefeated. Patrick Mahomes has no complaints about how this team's playing right now. I love the team and just how we fight every phase of the ball, special teams, defense, and offense, that everybody can step up and everybody can make plays. And I knew we had it, and I'm glad we got to show it for everybody else, and we're going to keep it rolling as the season goes. Is that Patrick Mahomes or Ed Ogeron? I'll have to clarify that. These two teams haven't played since November of 2016. A Kansas City win there. Jacksonville's defense, first in the NFL in points allowed, just 14 per game, and yards allowed, 259. Kansas City's offense, first in the NFL in points at 36 per game. Classic offense versus defense matchup here. And Kansas City is a three-point favorite on the road. Let's see. Uh, T.J. Eldon, Safari and Jenkins, Jeremy Purnell, questionable. Leonard Fournette and D.J. Hayden are out of this game. D. Ford, Sammy Watkins, Eric Berry, questionable. Sammy Watkins hurt again, you don't say. Green Bay's at Detroit. This one will be indoors. With the Lions a one-point favorite over the pack, the over-under is 51. Green Bay's 2-1-1, but 2-2 against the spread this season. Coming off that 22-0 win over the Buffalo Bills. Detroit is 1-3, but they're 3-1 against the spread this season. Detroit swept Green Bay both games a year ago. Each team has scored 20-plus in every game except one. This season, you've got two quarterbacks slinging it. Rodgers, 1,130 yards, seven touchdowns and a pick. Matt Stafford's thrown more picks. He seems to always throw more picks, but at 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns and five interceptions. Detroit has the second-best pass defense in the NFL so far at 171 yards per game allowed. Jimmy Graham, Devontae Adams, Jermaine Whitehead, Lucas Patrick, all questionable. Randall Cobb is out for Green Bay. LeGarrette Blunt, Tracy Walker, Michael Roberts, questionable for Detroit. Baltimore is at Cleveland, 79 and sunny. The sun comes out in Cleveland. Baltimore minus three with the over-under 46. The Ravens are 3-1 and one overall and against the spread this season. Cleveland is 1-2-1, and one, but they're 3-1 and one 
against the spread. These two teams, are they come. Uh, Cleveland is coming off, I should say, a 45-42 overtime crazy loss at Oakland. Now, Baltimore has won its last five against Cleveland and seven of its last eight. The only Cleveland win was an overtime at Baltimore. Baltimore's defense just shutting people down so far. Second in the league in yards allowed and third in points allowed. Baker Mayfield, two touchdowns, two interceptions, two fumbles in a starter debut last week against Oakland, but tell me he doesn't make that team better. He does. Hayden Hurst, Willie Henry, Anthony Levine Sr. questionable. Let's see, Randall, Landry, Callaway have been taken off the injury report and will play on Sunday. The Buffalo Bills host the Tennessee Titans New Era Field. 73 degrees. There is rain in the forecast. The Titans are minus five with an over-under of 39. 39! That is... That's a low over-under right there. Tennessee's 3-1. and one. They're 3-1 and one against the spread. The Bills are 1-3 and three both overall and against the spread. They're having problems on offense are those Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen knows who to blame there. Yeah, I, I gotta be better. I, I gotta understand that you know, I got to respect the league, uh, getting the ball out of my hands, whether it's throwing it away or finding my check down, and just allowing us to, to live another play. Bills and Titans haven't played since 2015, a one-point win by the Bills. Tennessee had won the last five against the Bills prior to that. A Tennessee's only lost that seven-hour lightning game at Miami. They've beaten the Texans, Jaguars, and Eagles. They allow just 18.3 points per game. Buffalo averages 12.5 points per game. That is second-to-last in the NFL, I guess we should take the under, huh? Buffalo, last in passing yards per game as well, 132.5. Dennis Kelly is questionable. Wesley and Kenny Vaccaro out for Tennessee. For the Bills, Micah High, Charles Clay, and Raphael Bush all questionable. Oakland doesn't have to go far, but they visit the Los Angeles Chargers. 71 and sunny in L.A. for this one. The Chargers are minus 5 with an over-under of 52.3. Oakland is one and three, but they're two and two against the spread. The Chargers are two and two, just one and three against the number though so far this season. The Chargers won both against the Raiders a year ago. Oakland, a season best, 565 yards last week against Cleveland. Derek Carr, 35 of 58, 437 yards, four touchdowns, two picks in that game. Phillip Rivers. 1,156 yards, 11 touchdowns, just two interceptions so far this season. Marshawn Lynch, Amari Cooper, Maurice Hurst, and Colt Miller are questionable for the Raiders. Joey Bosa still out for the Chargers. Travis Benjamin is doubtful. Russell Okung is questionable for this game. Arizona's at San Francisco. It'll be 70 and sunny at Levi Stadium. The San Francisco treat is minus four. Their over-under is 40 in this game. Arizona... Yikes, 0-4 and 0-4 against the spread. Maybe a little sign of life with Josh Rosen now the quarterback. San Francisco, 1-3. They're 1-3 against the spread. Arizona won both games last year, and these were not very entertaining games. 18-15 in overtime, 20-10 at San Francisco. San Francisco has lost its last six in this series. Arizona, oh boy. Let's look at the numbers. 208 yards per game. That's just 12 yards less than Buffalo. The Arizona Cardinals are averaging 9.3 points per game. C.J. Beathard came in, gave San Francisco a little bit of a boost at quarterback last week. Two touchdowns, two picks. 
23 of 37, 298 yards. Larry Fitzgerald, Jermaine Grisham are questionable. Uh, let's see, Matt Breida, Richard Sherman, Marquise Goodwin, all questionable for San Francisco. The Los Angeles Rams at Seattle will be 60 and partly cloudy at CenturyLink Field. The Rams are minus 7.5 with an over-under of 50.5. They're 4-0 with 3-1 against the spread. They are the best team in the National Football League so far. Seattle is 2-2. Two two. One, two, and one against the spread, though, this year. So you might want to stay away from Seattle here, even with how good the Rams are playing and should be able to cover that seven and a half. Uh, Jared Goff, a career-best five touchdowns last week. These two split the season series a year ago. Both teams winning on the road, though. So keep that in mind. The Rams are the first team in the National Football League in total offense. 468 yards per game. Second in passing. Seventh running the football. Seattle is fifth. In the NFL and pass defense, however, at 204 yards allowed per game. Greg Zerline is out. Tyler Higby and Mark Barron are questionable. Doug Baldwin, Chris Carson, Frank Clark, K.J. Wright, all questionable for Seattle. Minnesota is at Philly. 80 degrees and sunny at Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles are minus three. The over-under is 46 and a half. How about the Vikings? One, two, and one. Two and two against the spread so far this season. The Eagles are two and two. They're one and three against the spread. The defending Super Bowl champions are certainly not happy with their 500 record. Here's Doug Peterson. Effort obviously is is always there, um, and we have to we have to look at the film, quite honestly, and 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 it's all fixable. The things the things that were, the mistakes we're making are, are all fixable. The NFC Championship rematch here: Philadelphia winning 38 to seven at home. That was Nick Foles against Case Keenum. Different story here with Kirk Cousins against Carson Wentz. Minnesota is coming off back-to-back losses for the first time since December of 2016. The Eagles are allowing just 63 rushing yards per game. Everson Griffin is out. Dalvin Cook and Marcus Sherrills are questionable. Corey Clement, Darren Sproles, Derek Barnett, all questionable. Sunday night football, Texas style. Dallas is at Houston. The Texans are minus three and a half. The over-under is 45 and a half. Dallas is two and two. They're just one and three against the spread. Barely got by Detroit last week. Houston is both one and three overall and one and three against the spread. Coming off that overtime win that the Indianapolis Colts basically handed them last week. Thanks to Frank Reich's questionable fourth down call. Oh, these two haven't matched up since October of 2014. A three-point win by the Cowboys in overtime. Houston has lost three straight to Dallas and hasn't won in this series since 2002. Houston, Deshaun Watson, 29 of 42, 375 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, six rushes for 40, and and a, a touchdown in his first win this year for the Houston Texans. Dallas, Elliott, 25 carries, 152 yards, four catches. For 88 yards and a touchdown a week ago. Demarcus Lawrence, Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams, questionable. Hopkins, Fuller, Miller, Fulton, Watt, Clowney, questionable for the Texans. That's the NFL Blitz, the pick six, and survivor pick payoff coming up next. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. It's Friday. We're heading into the weekend. It's football time, baseball, playoffs, SU Pit tomorrow. Giddy up. And you know what else, kids? It's going to be warm. We got a beautiful weekend coming up. Oh, boy. There won't be enough apples in central New York for all you apple pickers. 
74 on Saturday, uh, cooling off a bit on Sunday, 64. A little rain in the forecast later in the day, but enjoy it, man. We've got a great weekend ahead. Hugh's going to get to 5-1. and one. Red Sox will have a 2-0 lead over the Yankees by the time we come back. It'll be a great weekend. It'll be a great weekend. So um, the question is, can I continue... Now, two in a row is not a hot streak. It's not even really a streak. It's like two in a row. Wasn't that in Major League? If we win three in a row, that's called a winning streak, right? So I'm not quite there yet. But Uncle Brent's hot. Uncle Brent's been making some good football picks on this show. My Survivor picks come in two weeks in a row. I won two bottles of booze, a free lunch, and a raffle at my local vet this week. Give me the thing. That's hot. Yeah. You know who's hot? Double thumbs this guy. So that being said, we say we jump in here and give you the pick six. We pick the six biggest games in football. And we start in college. Oklahoma. Texas. Say it slowly, Brent. Red River Rivalry. Oklahoma is a seven-point favorite at the Cotton Bowl. The over-under is 60-and-a-half. 60-and-a-half. You know why? Because Oklahoma scores in bunches. Like last week when they dropped 66 on Baylor, a 66-36 game where they had 607 yards in 54 plays. Kyler Murray might just be the leading contender for the Heisman. He's also a hell of a baseball player, by the way. 17 touchdowns, two interceptions, 17 touchdowns already. Oklahoma's won 27 of its last 28 against the Big 12. I think Texas football is on the way back. They're back in the top 25. Tom Herman's system is working, but they're going to lose to Oklahoma. Will Oklahoma cover the seven is the question. I went back and forth on this, and my answer is yes. I don't think Texas has the defense to slow down Oklahoma enough to cover that seven. So give me the Sooners minus seven in the, say it slowly, Brent, Red River rivalry. LSU. Or minus two and a half in the swamp. Florida's scoring defense, allowing just 14 points per game. They're 19th in total defense in college football. They have 14 takeaways. This is an aggressive defense. I've got questions on whether Joe Burrow can handle this. I also have questions if Francis for Florida can make enough throws to get by Delpit and Greedy Williams, that terrific secondary of LSU. But if you're giving Florida points at home, in this game, given how well that defense is playing. I think LSU is due for a step back in SEC play here. Give me the Gators to win straight up, but I'll take the two and a half points as well. Notre Dame minus seven at Virginia Tech. Since Ian Book has come in at quarterback, for the fight in Irish, 94 points in two games for that offense. Their defense is allowing less than 20 points per game. They've allowed 94 points all season. They're taking on Ryan Willis, a a backup quarterback for Virginia Tech. Now, Virginia Tech beat Duke last week, and they got back into the poll. This is Notre Dame. I know it's Blacksburg. I know it's Enter Sandman and all that stuff. I don't want to hear it. Give me Notre Dame minus the seven. Let's go to the National Football League. Miami is uh, plus six at Cincinnati. You look at the games that Miami has played, 27-20, 2012-28-20. 27-20, 2012-28-20. Those are their wins. They got smoked by the uh, the Patriots last week. 
Cincinnati's scoring a lot of points, but they have one of the worst defenses in football. So I think when you mix a low-scoring team that kind of drags a lot of people into the mud with a highly functioning offense, and the Bengals have to cover six, give me Miami plus six in this game. I think Cincinnati wins. But Miami's the kind of team that just kind of drags you down and covers these point spreads. Uh, the Ravens are minus three at Cleveland. Here's my big question with Baltimore in this game. Are they going to have the Pittsburgh hangover? Will they take a step down after that Pittsburgh game? Not that the Browns are a slouch this year. They're giving everybody they can handle what they can handle. Baker against this defense, though. Jimmy Smith is back in the lineup for the Ravens. The Ravens are locked in there. They're scoring 30 points per game, which is a little deceiving because they dropped 47 on the Bills, and that'll bump your average up. But they played the Bengals, Browns, and Steelers. Or, or pardon me, uh, Bengals, Broncos, and Steelers. The defense looks great. Joe Flacco slinging it right now. Yeah, I just said it. They're using Lamar Jackson the right way. Give me the Ravens. Minus three in Cleveland. Jags, Chiefs, biggest game of the NFL weekend, and the Chiefs are minus three in this matchup. Patrick Mahomes, 36 points per game for that Kansas City Chiefs offense. Jags have the number one scoring defense in football. They have the number one defense overall. 19 touchdowns to just four for Jacksonville. Okay. Do you pick the high-powered offense? Do you pick the high-powered defense? And this one, we're riding that Mahomes train till it comes to the station, baby. Kansas City rolls. Jackson covers that three. Which brings us to survivor pick payoff, ladies and gentlemen. I've won two in a row. I just picked Jacksonville, Kansas City, as we do in the pick six. We we picked the biggest games in football. And I picked them last week, so they're off the board. I've already used Jacksonville. And I was looking around. And I was saying, what's a game that feels good? It's a game that'll keep Uncle Brent from having to wear a Tom Brady jersey during football Friday next week. I would have loved to pick the Patriots in that sense, but we don't pick the Thursday night game for survivor pick payoff. We do it here on Football Friday. Loved New England last night, and they came through. And I was thinking about the Broncos, but I'm like, mm, coming across the country, Jets are a sneaky one-point favorite in that game. I could, I could see the Jets pulling that one off. I've already used Atlanta, so we can't go there. I've already used the Steelers, so I can't use anyone in that game. I was looking around. I've used the Eagles already. Can't go there. So you know who I like this week? Survivor pick payoff. And if they don't win, I've got to wear a Tom Brady jersey on football Friday next week. Give me the Los Angeles Chargers to take down the Oakland Raiders. That is the survivor pick this week. Two in a row there. Lost 2-1-2. Two, two. Week five, how will things go? Come through for me, Phillip Rivers. Don't be dropping one of these weird divisional games on me now, okay? The Raiders stink. Let's go. Raiders looked good last week against Cleveland, but I think they a whole different ball game this time around. So give me the Los Angeles Chargers and survivor pick payoff. Don't forget we've got high school football coming up tonight. The mighty. 
Bishop Lund Gaelic Knights taking on West Hill. Great West Side rivalry. You're going to hear pregame of that coming up about 6.15, kickoff just past 6.30 at Bishop Ludden High School. Seth Goldberg, Julian Wiggum on the call there. Coverage tomorrow of, oh, wait, do I have to get another break in here? I think i got to get another break in here. I do. I'm sorry. I need to get a break in here before we start wrapping up the show. <laughs> Let me do that. We'll be back.